We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, after buddy. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Uh, I should say Bart Winkler show with a breakthrough into the uh, afternoon space to talk a little bit about the Bucks before the NFL draft bonus episode of the Bart Winkler show. So they lost and I came on the air, I guess you call it, uh, had a bunch of people joining us. It got to be a real uh, hootenanny, had a lot of positive feedback on the show. Uh, I, for one, may delete it from all platforms. I cannot be that drunk on the air ever again. And I think I was well-behaved for the level of alcohol that I had. I know I was screaming. And my house is weird where, like, I if you're in another room, if it's kitchen, living room, this isn't a Rogers joke. But if you're kitchen, living room, you can't hear each other. If you're two levels up, second level, and then basement, it's like I'm talking right next to you. So the floors are thin, but the walls are thick. And that uh, is a problem because I think I'm protected in this basement. Meanwhile, I'm like basically screaming in my wife and son's ear at 1.30 in the morning about Mike Budenholzer and Coach Bud and, and all this other stuff. So I think the things that I want to say are what needs to be talked about the most is the Bucks really failed. And that's where the Giannis comments come in. And I could talk about, um, you know, the, the Giannis comments, and I will. I don't know if I'll play them all. I think you've heard them. I think what bugged me the most was I saw one too many people quote tweet, like, what an amazing quote, you know, whether it's the Adam Schefters of the world or these other radio guys in other cities. I see too many people say, what an amazing quote, what an amazing thing, what amazing perspective. And they are right about that. Like for Giannis to come up there and say, here's where we're at, here's where my head is, it was not a cookie-cutter answer. He gives you such insight into what he's thinking, and I do appreciate that, and I don't want that to go away. I think a lot of times in sports what happens is we see these guys say something, and it's a little different than normal, and we love it, but then we criticize them for it. And, and then they don't want to say anything like that again. So I don't want to do that. And I certainly do love Giannis uh, as much as any athlete ever. I think he's great. I think he's a role model. I think, you know, he's somebody certainly to emulate and look after just the way that his quote the other day about, look, all I'm going to go to the afterlife or when I die, I'm, I'm going to get maybe a nice box and a nice suit. 
I got to give my money away to help other people while we're all here, um, to paraphrase. And I, I, I just, I love that. But from a standpoint of this basketball series, we need to talk about the basketball series and they absolutely blew it and they choked. I mean, they were up 16 in game four and you thought that it couldn't be any worse. And then they blew a 14 point lead in game uh, five where the heat outscored him 32 to 16 at the end. When I stepped on to do the post game show afterwards, I gotten everything set up and I went live because I thought we were going to get the final couple of minutes there. And we did. I didn't expect overtime that shot that Jimmy Butler made where he pushed off and then Brooke Lopez wasn't in there. I mean, it was just ridiculous and really awful to see. And then they don't call a timeout. Bud's going to, you know, you can't take, you, you don't, you don't go anywhere in the afterlife. You get a suit, a box. And if you're coach Budenholzer, you get your two timeouts that you never used. So that didn't make any sense. So then we're watching it live and that, you know, internet reaction will be on there. And, um, and we went right into the show and I just, I, 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 it was a, I didn't think that even if they lost, I thought that my level of, uh, like panic or outburst would be calm because I thought that that all came out game four, but then to actually see them lose at home in that way was miserable. And I'm, I'm still having a hard time processing it and understanding uh, Ken says, I'm glad to see you survive last night. It looked pretty rough. I thought that might have been the show that killed Bart Winkler. Yeah. Well, I, I hey, I can't have YouTube kick me off or uh, the stream kick me off because uh, the game hates me. And then I guess Tony Smith hates me now, too. Tony Smith, Homer and Tony. I said something. He tweets, why do we got to listen to this guy again? Tony's been on my show like at the golf outing with us. I've never said a bad word about Tony Smith. But I ripped on Marquette, which I'll get into in a minute. And the T-shirt choice is not coincidental today. Um, let's see. Taylor says, you rock, Bart. Keep being you. No need to listen to Milwaukee Sports Talk Radio when we have this show to keep us and give us the real scoop on Wisconsin sports, whether our teams are winning or losing. Hey, are you there or what? Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Were you just coming to watch? Yeah. Well, can we talk? I guess. I mean, do we want to? Well, I was going to reach out to you anyway. Well, this works. I was too busy being a fan to, to give you time. No, I, I may, you know, maybe for next week or whatever, but let's talk now. Um, we both kind of were a little more cocky than maybe we should have been. Ty Windish, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe. Ty Windish of the Eurostep podcast. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, we said sweep, Rohan and I, in our, in our post-game pod. On your pod, uh, we said that Bucks fans should talk their shit. What we didn't know is we meant they should talk their shit about the org for colossally blowing the series. We didn't have that part right. We knew there was some shit to be talked, though, and there certainly is now. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll gladly take the L clearly thought this was going to play out differently. And then game three happened and I was like, wow, I really need them to give me a reason to believe again. And they just didn't. So I think it's going to be, uh, it better be a busy summer, uh, in some aspect, because clearly what they have right now is just not tenable for long-term winning because they lost in five games to the heat. And no matter what Giannis says about it, it was a huge failure. Well, and that's, you know, 
those comments, I just, what really kind of pushed me over the edge today, because, you know, we all deal with it our different ways and uh, full, like, revealing of the curtain. I went to bed late, woke up, took my kid to school, crawled back in bed at nine, got out of bed at 1230. Um, I obviously have nowhere to be. And I, uh, right here. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I need, and this was a, what the problem was, was I ran out of rum and then I had a beer and then I wanted to keep going. So then I had a whiskey oh, and that's bro. always, that's always going to do it for me. So, but then, then I'm, you know, like kind of waiting through it and I'm, I'm thankful. So thankful that the NFL draft is like this massive attention, like, Hey, look over here. I'm so grateful to have this shiny object this weekend we're all gonna be so pissed when jsn is there at 13 and they don't take them and it's gonna be so nice to focus on something else for a change yeah i almost want the packers to piss me off They're for sure they're either trading down they're taking somebody we've never we're not even aware of it's gonna be great it's gonna be we'll have a whole new talking point uh until we inevitably get to the bucks big decision or hopefully the brewers getting healthy which uh would be great too so just to finish my point though it's like Um, I can't, I keep seeing the Giannis thing and, you know, I don't know. I drunk text Eric name last night. I don't even remember if he responded like great question, but they ended and it was a good answer. It was a good answer. They ended the season before, well, before the NFL draft, before May, but before, before May, the NFL yeah. draft, which is ridiculous. And if Giannis is going to be up there and say, this is not a failure. Michael Jordan didn't win every title. Um, okay, that's great. Feels like he's been saving that one for a while, honestly. Uh, I think, like, the reason I look back and when you talk about horrific losses in Wisconsin sports history, um, you know, 2014 comes up, and I think that Seattle loss would have been, would have been, like, not as painful if they won it the next year or a couple years after because then we could see what Giannis is saying. It's the failure leads to the success. The reason that Raptors series from a few years ago or even the bubble, like those should have hurt me more, but ultimately winning the title, like retroactively and retcon the anger that I felt because I saw it was part of the success. So for this to not be a failure, they have to have more success. And then I can understand more what he's saying, but still, those were Eastern Conference Finals losses. That was a bubble situation, which was unprecedented. This was a first-round loss, and I know Giannis was hurt, but he played enough in the series, and he played enough in the fourth quarter, a fourth quarter where we've all seen this, three of 12 from the field, three of nine from the line, three turnovers, uh, minus 18 plus minus. Like, yeah, I get what you're saying long-term, but in the moment, it was absolutely a failure, and I wish you would have like recognized that. And maybe he does in private, but it, I, you know that's the conversation all these sports shows today. Was it a failure? Was it not a failure? There's no debate. There, there couldn't have been yeah, a bigger it's failure. Obvious. It's very clear. The Knicks are playing the Heat in round two. What? Um, my take on it is, uh, and I don't mean to compare really anything about these two actors. But I kind of look at a lot of the stuff Giannis says the same way I look at a lot of the stuff Aaron Rodgers says. Like, you have to parse it. I don't think you can take everything Giannis says at face value. I don't think Giannis likes being 
vulnerable or too open with the media. And there's times, Laurie Nichols' great stories uh, a couple of weeks ago before the playoff run, you know, about what he went through uh, when they had lost. But I think a lot of the time, you know, whether it's just that I can't relate to Giannis in any way, I've, I've always kind of felt that way. And not in a bad way. I mean, he's just like the way he has to think to operate at that level and to, you know, to not to not do what we're doing, right? And sit here and go, trade this guy, fire this guy. Because Giannis doesn't do that. He could do that. We've seen superstars do that. He doesn't. Giannis has to think differently to be like this. And I just think he doesn't always want everything out there. If I had to guess... I would guess Giannis looks at this and says, absolutely, this is a failure. He said a couple weeks ago, he's pissed he hasn't won MVP the last couple of years after saying he doesn't care about MVP all the times before, right? Like, I think there's these little things that peer out and there's what he wants to say. Sometimes what he says is, you know, he lets a little more out than he means to or he decides to that day or whatever. Um, I, I think Giannis isn't dumb and he knows this is this is a failure. I think it's just a move by him. I think it's very silly that people are like debating is that a fair question from Eric Name? They're the first overall seed. They lost in five on their home court to an ace seed. It's not a rude question. I mean, we, we don't have to act like it's fine. I just think it's it's ridiculous. I thought the answer was fine, too. It's like just, it's interviewing. Sometimes you ask a, a tough question and you get a good answer that doesn't agree with the question. That's just, that's part of the job. Like, I don't, I, I just think, I think it doesn't help that people outside of Milwaukee who are picking this as their one bucks thing to talk about for the next month are not aware of like the relationship with Giannis and Eric Name. Like I don't think there's beef. I think they're fine. Oh, it was absolutely. an emotional moment. Like it's it happens. Yeah, I mean I don't think I mean, Name asked the question, but he's really like this isn't a reporter uh player exchange. He's really not even part of this story. Um other than the fact that maybe Giannis knew it would be coming from Eric having yeah. asked that last year and had a prepared like I don't think he just brought all that up on the fly that that was a craft that was a yep that was a thought out crafted well thought out answer and what is and that, that's what's driving me nuts man to see like an andrew brandt or uh jeff <laughs> perlman you know guys shefty. That, yes shefty really like this is what sports should be like no <laughs> if you're tweeting about the bucks today you should be you should be tweeting Holy shit, did I really watch that fucking team lose to that fucking team? Well, they didn't, so they can't tweet that. That's the problem. That, But that's what they should be saying. So, yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Um, I've got a lot of voicemails. I want to get to those, but I want to talk to you real briefly about what's next. Bud, not being fired yet, is pissing me off. Mm. Uh, I don't think there's a Jimmy Haslam curse, but he's got to be like, he's got to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> what am, what am I, I run the shittiest franchise in the world. I tried to buy into success, and then you assholes do this to me? I, he's got to be like one more epic Cleveland or Milwaukee collapse away from just selling <laughs> the Browns and the Bucks, just being like, fuck it, Columbus crew, they won one. I'm going all in on the crew, baby. Um, <laughs> I almost said poor Jimmy Haslam. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it as that. He's still got uh, plenty of money, but... Um, pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, I think, Bud. uh, I I think Zach Lowe said, seemed like more of like a logical thing than reporting, but he did say insiders are saying it, they're skeptical, Bud will make it. It's not an ironclad thing. Um, I, I agree with what you said earlier that this is so much worse than the bubble. And even after the bubble, I mean, they reshaped the roster a lot after that. Clearly they had to. It also like legitimizes the bubble. Yeah. I've been saying the bubble was bullshit. The Heat make all these shots they shouldn't make. They weren't really in the NBA Finals. The Nuggets have never been to a Western Conference Finals. LeBron's never won in L.A. That's all. It's all wrong now. They legitimized the bubble because they did in the bubble what they just did here. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, which is after they got after they swept them last time. I still I just can't believe we're here to be honest. But uh, I think you probably just need to make a coaching change. What I really want to see more than like a specific candidate get an offensive minded head coach because. You know, I think they defend well enough a lot of the time, and sometimes they didn't, but they were a defensive-minded team anyway. But I think you just look at the league, you need to be able to score in crunch time. And that's been the Bucks' biggest bugaboo. That when the playoffs go poorly, you watch them, and they get like one bucket every four minutes in a big fourth quarter because they're playing random, they're taking bad shots. Every bad Bucks game, I feel like we sit afterward and say the same, oh, they got... They took these terrible shots. They were ISOing. They were turning the ball over. They didn't get good looks. They have good offensive players. They have a great offensive players. They need a coach who's going to organize them better. And I think Bud trusted them too much at the end of the day. Like, he let Drew decide so many things. And a lot of those things turned against the Bucks. I mean, Drew waving Wes Matthews off of Jimmy Butler when Wes was the only player having any success guarding him, taking all those terrible shots on the other end. I'd say in games four and five that that kind of undid them. So I think it's time for a new voice, a better offensive focus and some upgrades to the roster. But I do agree, you know, uh, Bud did great things for the Bucks. Also had some horrible moments for the Bucks. I think it's time for a new voice. 
Would you, uh, can we talk next week? Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, because I, I was just thinking of another thing to talk to you about, and then I'll be talking to you for another two hours. Yeah, I, I, I it's still work day here. I got to go. Yeah. I got to go back to the, the content minds, but um, I appreciate you having me on. And yeah, let's set something up next week. Hopefully we have some news to talk about. I, I don't know. I don't know how much no news in a row Bucks Twitter is going to be able to handle uh, after that. This kills me, man. This was my whole May. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to come up with a daily show every day for Wisconsin sports. I got to talk 30 days about the Brewers. Is it even legal to talk about the Brewers in Wisconsin? I know you've got some thoughts on that. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. All right, buddy. Ty, good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. Have fun with the voicemails. First yep. time, long time. Thank you. <laughs> Ty Windish of the Eurostep podcast. That's uh, cool to see Ty, and we'll we'll get Ty back on next week for sure um, onto this show, and you can check out their stuff. They had a great episode last night getting everybody together and chatting, so that's real neat to see as well. Q says, Bart, you look spry. Glad you bounced back nicely. Well, thank you, Q. Uh, I uh, needed to sleep many, many hours into the day, and that's what happened there. All right, as far as some of these voicemails, I'll address those in a moment. I do want to, if I may, talk about this Marquette situation that I waded myself into uh, last night. So with Marquette, I um, I was mad on Wednesday night, and I wanted to direct my anger places. And so one thing that I remembered was the other night when Jimmy Butler scored 56, Marquette basketball tweeted about it. Historic. Well, why wouldn't they? It's their guy, 56 points. You know, one, it's, it's a great, what a great marketing tool. I mean, for Marquette, you've had all these guys have NBA success. What a great marketing tool. Of course you would tweet. I would have done the same thing. Well, then I got pissed because, you know, the Marquette thing is like they're an Illinois school. Like it's Illinois land in Wisconsin. The same way that Wills Northwoods is technically Wisconsin in Chicago. You know what I mean? So, uh, by the way, something to look up. There's actual English soil in, I believe, North Carolina. Like, you can go there and you're in England. It's, it's like small, but it's a tribute. But check it out. Um, I, I just had to direct my anger somewhere. So I directed it at Marquette. And then somebody got mad at me. Oh, what I tweeted then was... And I deleted all my, my Marquette tweets. Everything else is up there from this whole run, even when I said I was going to eat a parade chair. And I deleted my Marquette tweets because I had all the Marquette stoolies coming after me. You know, all, all these 19, 18, 20-year-old kids that are, like, banded against each other, you know, protecting each other's integrity, all these frat boys coming at me. And it just got annoying to deal with. Because then I said, I don't know anyone. Like, I don't know anyone that likes the Packers, Brewers, and Bucks, and Marquette. I don't know anyone. And then I thought my friend Colin does. And then Armin uh, said, hey, I do. Oh, yeah, okay, I, okay. And then people started being like, Marquette fan roll call. I like the Badgers. No, I like the Packers. I like the Brewers. I like the Bucks. I went to Marquette. Tweet, Winks thinks. And I'm like, man, I don't need this to be a part of my day. So I deleted all those tweets. Uh, but then I had other people like Tony Smith, like I mentioned. Well, we go listen to this clown. 
Okay. Thanks, Tony. Again, I thought we were buddies in some capacity. So I deleted all that. Uh, Marquette, fine institution. A lot of people went there. The, you know, it's a part of Milwaukee's downtown, uh, certainly. But as far as I'm concerned, me personally, I've never liked them. I, I like that Travis Diener went there. He's from Fondy. Uh, I like that. I liked Marquette because Diener was on their team, that uh, basketball tournament team, so I rooted for them. You know, I liked that. That was great. And he had the game-winning shot. That was fun to see. But I've just basically talked about Marquette and watched Marquette because I've felt like I had to on uh, the fan and even kind of doing this. I, I'm just done. I'm done. And they, they're not going to notice that I'm gone, but I'm done. I'm this is my Facebook. I'm unfollowing you, Marquette. This is my, I'm just, I'm not going to talk about them. I'm not going to watch them. I'm not concerned with them. Uh, I don't care about them. I really don't. They are a, they're, they're, they're a city, a school in the city where I live. Fantastic. Uh, I won't even drive through campus sometimes, even when it's a shortcut, if the highway's all messed up at the interchange. I'll go a different direction. Okay. I, I won't go to that Sobelman's over there. I won't do anything. I'm done with Marquette. Absolutely done. Not to talk about it again. Them and the uh, quarterback in New York. Two people I am crossing out of my life. Look, if people are weighing you down in your life, you got to cut bait, man. Marquette's weighing me down. So that's where I am with that. And I don't think they care. And so this is a as mutual of a breakup as you could have. Happy Place Hemp. I would not leave them. Happy Place Hemp promo code is BART. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. I know Matt in the Falls had, uh, well, promo code BART, 25% off everything, happyplacehemp.com on this bonus episode. Matt, you got service? I think so. Can you hear me? Yeah, I do. Uh, you're different, but fine. Very. How about now? How, how about now? It's the how same. About I just, now? Okay. So I was just wrapping up my thoughts on Marquette, if you had any. Uh, yeah, I do. And I'm, I'm going to vent a little bit, get a little butt anger out here. Um, got Marquette. So nobody cares about Marquette. Absolutely nobody. And I, I feel qualified to speak on this. I didn't go to Wisconsin. I didn't go to Marquette. I didn't go to any school around here. I went to school down south. Uh, and I've lived, uh, lived down south, lived in New York City, where you hear all sorts of sports talk. Absolutely nobody gives a flying fuck about Marquette. You guys have one sport. You've been to the Final Four once, like 20 years ago. You won a well, championship. Well, they won it in the 70s. No, no, just let me go. Just let me go. They won a championship like 47 years ago or something like that. You don't have football. You, you're bouncing around conferences. Nobody even knows where you are. You're, you share, like, your school is basically in the ghetto. Nobody would ever send their kid there knowing – you know, that just down the street, there's God knows what happening every night. Nobody cares about Marquette. And like, you wear this badge, like it's, it's just, nobody cares. So just go away, be your own friend. It's like Bitcoin. Like if you're, if you're in Bitcoin, the only people that care about it are the other people that are in Bitcoin. So if you went to Marquette, the only people that give a fuck that you went to Marquette are your little Marquette cronies. Okay? So just chill out, go away, and just be your middling basketball school on your own and be quiet. 
Uh, the Eurostep Podcast Network says, I thought the Marquette ceasefire didn't last long. I'm done talking about them, but people are welcome to come on the show and talk about whatever they want. So those are the opinions of Matt in the Falls. Did you dip out on me last night? I, there was a lot of people. I know that you couldn't really get Well, in. Well, so Q and Tony in Texas were both, both in there, and um, no offense to either of them, but they're both the loudest guy in the room. And when they're both in the same room, it's impossible to speak. You just, like, it's bad enough trying to get in on one of them. But when they're both on the stream, everyone else might as well just hop off. So that's what I did. Cause I got stuff to do. I'm not going to sit there and listen. As much as I love the guys. But when they're both on, it's just who can talk louder. It's like a competition. Between the two. So I just pieced out and uh, carried out with my night and just listened. All right. Well, drive safe. I'm going to get to some voicemails. We can talk tonight if you'd like. Uh, What do we have tonight? Round one of the drafts. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I got the wild, so I'll be be multi-screening it. But, yeah, I'm going to definitely be watching the draft, too. All right. Yeah, give us a wild report. Yep. All right. Adios. All right. See ya. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Q is watching. He says, I agree. We do not need to be on together. <laughs> All right. So just some constructive feedback. Got a lot of voicemails that I do want to play again. Happy place, Hemp, if you guys are watching. And I'll put everything up here on the bottom. Uh, I think this is a good way to get in touch with everybody that's become a part of this show, whether it's Dan Shaney Insurance. Dan sponsors every stream we do uh, is thanks to Dan. So you can check him out, insurance agent, home, auto business, danshaney.com. His phone number will be there. As well, 414-732-2542, 414-732-2542, Happy Place Hemp. Promo code is BART. 25% off every order from happyplacehemp.com. Every order. Had a couple of you uh, message me last night that I think Happy Place Hemp got some late night traffic last night after uh, finding ways to, to uh, move on from this. Maybe you want to sink your upsets into a burger. Omaha Steaks, promo code BART. Get you $20, $30 off, depending on what package you're set up with. So I got a code when you buy the packages. If you just kind of a la carte everything, I think the code might work if you hit a certain threshold uh, price-wise, but the code working on packages at omahasteaks.com. Carl's Place, that's where I'm going. They bring you the voicemails, carlofet.com. You can call the voicemail line 402-915-BART, 402-915-BART. If you want to join on the StreamYard, I've got that link posted as well. But let's get some of the uh, voicemails that I got in. 
And again, the reason I'm doing this is tomorrow's show, Friday's show is going to be a Packers show. I, I didn't want to, I wanted to separate the two. If you want to hear Packers, you can hear Packers. If you, if you don't want to listen to the Bucks anymore, you can ignore the Bucks. So breaking this into two shows. Here is Downtown Billy. Hey, Bart. It's Downtown Billy. This is what happens when you go all in. This is what happens to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the L.A. Rams, and the NFL. It's happened many a times in the NBA. You go all in, you get your championship, and then you're fucked. This team is fucked. The roster is shit. Um, and you now you don't have any picks. You don't have anyone young. Uh, couple up with Giannis uh, for the next few years. You're just in a really shitty spot. Um, that game last night really sucked. Uh, Bud needs to be gone. Terrible fourth quarter coaching uh, in the ser- terrible coach in the series. Terrible fourth quarter coaching these last two games. It's unacceptable that he didn't use those timeouts. I don't give a fuck what your game plan is completely unacceptable and honestly the Bucks didn't deserve to win the series looking forward I'm hopeful for what they'll do this offseason hopefully they can figure it out that's downtown Billy the model of going all in is a definite I'd, I'd advocate for it when it works it works oh we got some Lamar Jackson news Okay, let me get to that in a second. The model, like people are shitting on the Rams. No, they won. They did their thing and they won. I think where we can look back with the Bucks, and some of you have talked about it earlier, and I didn't want to, and I still think that they went the right way. They went all in, so to speak, won a title. They continued to chip a little further in to win another title. When some of you thought that one might have been a good pivot time, get Middleton out, get go get Dame, you know, get Bradley Beal. There were all these different ideas. I'm okay with what they did. That's what I wanted at the time. I don't know what would have happened with those other guys, but I thought that there'd be another uh, title with these guys. Now, I know that sounds very Packery, and a lot of people want to do the Giannis versus Rogers sort of debate. I don't know about that at this point, but uh, I guess we could get there sometime. I think like Giannis, so the debate is that I shit on Rogers all the time. He's only got one ring. And the Bucs right now only have one ring. And did Giannis, his performance in the fourth quarter, did Rodgers ever play that badly in a playoff game? I would say yes. Giannis was also hurt in this series, so he missed about a quarter and a half. Okay. And I don't know how hurt that caused him to play on uh, Wednesday night, but that was a miserable game. It was a miserable performance in the fourth quarter. He was missing everything very bad and bad at the line. And that, that I think like we want to talk legacy, all, all this stuff. Rogers is so close to the end of his career. I don't want to talk legacy or with him. I think it's okay. Rod, Giannis, I'm not ready. I'm not, and that's not where I want to go. Giannis legacy is maybe a topic. Maybe we do. Okay. Maybe we do. Look, I had May planned out. I know I'm only doing an hour versus the four hours I was doing, but to not have the Bucks is a massive, like, they really boned me. So I'm pretty pissed off. Not just as a fan, but like, 
they really boned me. All right, I got to check out about Lamar Jackson. Someone said he signed his deal. I figured he would always end up a Raven. Uh, Ian Rappaport. All right, here's the official. Lamar Jackson and Ravens have agreed to a term on a contract. No terms. Got to find out what the guaranteed money is. Once Jalen Hurts' deal got done, Baltimore stepped up and offered him a deal that trumped it. Interesting. If anyone sees that, uh, pass it along. So that is sort of off the table. I still think there's like another shocking move that maybe happens with this draft. But but maybe not. Rodgers is where he was going to go. Lamar is where he's going to stay. I don't know. I guess we'll see what's next. All right. I got a voicemail from Cone Roller, and this is kind of off the conversation that I was just sort of having with the wall. Hey, Bart, it's Cone. I'm in California the morning after uh, a Bucks loss eliminated from the postseason. Probably the biggest choke job of any superstar we've had in this state with Giannis in that fourth quarter. Just terrible. Can't make a free throw. Scared to go in the paint. Scared to even have the ball in his hand at the end of the game. I mean, it's it's like watching Ethan Happ back in the days of the Badgers. You got he's almost unplayable down the stretch. And you know, I think there's a lot of comparisons being made by myself, by Bodie, especially about you know Aaron Rodgers and Giannis. And I'm trying to remember if there's ever been this bad of a performance from Rodgers that directly impacted us in a loss. I'm having a hard time in finding one. And, you know, say what you want about Rodgers this past season. He at least played through his injury. Giannis, you know, hurts his, gets a little boo-boo on his back and has to miss a few, what, three games? And, you know, the two games he did play, they blew huge leads in the fourth quarter. So, I think it's fair to criticize Giannis, and I think he deserves all the criticism, especially from you, Bart, who has been has his had his brain melted by Aaron Rodgers. I think you know it's only fair for you to put some criticism on 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 uh, Giannis here too. So I'm I'm interested to hear kind of once the dust all settles, once you sober up a little bit kind of what your thoughts are on Giannis after this series. You know, Tony in Texas and I have been saying spot on, this is a legacy-defining loss for the Bucks. Um, I was arguing with people earlier this year that Tim Duncan is a much better player than Giannis, and, you know, that only proves the point that what we saw last night. So I'll hang up and listen. Uh, like I said, in California, trying to, you know, educate some of these liberals out here that are, are turning the state to shit. I actually just saw a Starbucks barista blowing a homeless man in a furry costume. So, you know, I, I don't even know what's going on in the state. But, Bart, hang in talk around the clock, Giannis legacy talk. What temperature do you keep your house at? Is May too late to turn on the AC? Is it too early? Looking forward to it. I'll hang up and listen. Do you do no mo May? Uh, we could talk about that at some point. Maybe that's what May will be. May will be every bad sports radio topic. I just got the best compliment of all time, and I'm not kidding you. Terry says, never liked you on 1250. 
now compared to what else is out there, you are a beacon of truth and insight compared to what's out there. That I've reached through. You don't have to like me. I don't like me. But I'm talking sports. So, yes, I am I am what they serve. I am, you know, beef, chicken, or fish at a wedding. You're not going to get a steak. You're not going to get the meal of your life. One of three options. Jordan Tresky's joining us from the Win in Six podcast. Also with the uh, GSPN guys. Jordan and I have been chatting. I've wanted to reach out. I want to reach out to Ty next week and you next week, but both of you sons of bees are just uh, jumping on here today, which is also <laughs> good. Uh, Jordan, how are you? I am well. I am well. Yeah, we're. This is a, a, a impromptu takeover uh, from GSPN people. <laughs> About goddamn time, if you ask me. Yeah, <laughs> overdue. It's overdue. So uh, you watched the game. Uh, you guys. Oh, I was at the game. You were at the game. Where, where, where are you right now? Um, I'm well at the game, and then we did our whatever post game pod of just like rehash everything. So I'm very like on four hours of sleep and just like probably in delirium mode. Um, try to check in as much as I can of reactions and just to see if there's anything that happened and nothing has happened, but there's sure has been a lot of talk about Giannis's comments and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, this, it was quite the, uh, it's not even a gut punch. It's like, you're living in, and for all the like surreal vibes of winning a championship, this is probably the opposite. It feels like a Twilight Zone <laughs> thing. Yeah, and I don't like back, back to Cone's uh, voicemail. You know, it's like everybody wants to lump everything together, and, and there's reason to that in terms of the different Wisconsin sports, but they are different sports and they're different setups. And I think with the Packers, and I know you do some Packers stuff, but with the Packers, it's like like Giannis is more of a farve in terms of the team sucked for 30 years. Yeah. Nobody shits on Favre for one Super Bowl, even though they got to another and choked it. We should yeah. be shitting on, if we're going to shit on one of the quarterbacks for one Super Bowl, it should be Favre because he got to another. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and Rogers didn't, but we shit on Rogers because we are accustomed to a level of success. So if that's fair, I don't know. I'm just saying that I do not view the Packers and Bucks in the same prism. Although maybe that has to change because it's more likely at this point in the last five years and maybe the next five years that if one of these teams are going to invent a way to lose in the postseason, it will be the Bucks. Like that, that they have that's what it is. And that is fucked up to me. <laughs> Well, I, we were talking about this last night. I feel like I'm going to repeat a lot of my points, so pardon if there's any crossover people. But thinking about it, especially be there, just like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> and, like, for all the good things that happened in that title run of, like, they come back without Giannis to make it to the finals. Giannis, the sun block in game four, Drew throwing a lot that only Giannis could ever catch in game five and winning it that way. And then like all the good things that happened during that run, obviously the net series too, because I was just like, I'm probably missing 20 things from that net series. All the good things that happened from that, like that's the best part of like 
what can happen from how the Bucks have played under Bud, and then everything else and how the last four out of five years have ended have shown what the worst can happen. Because there's no middle ground. They would never they never lost like in just like, yeah, you lost. It would be like, no, you're going to have to like spin a bunch of plates and there's a box of nails that you're like running into. It's like all these like this crash course of just terrible things constantly of like how they lost. Well, that's why, you know, if we're going to bring back a Packers, the 2014 thing, it's like 18 different things had to go wrong for them to lose that game. And the same kind of like even texting somebody when they were up 14, I I like felt miserable. They were, I'd rather they would have been down five and Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler's the main cocking off he did to drew. They were down five and he's still like the, the way that he performed in this series is incredible. But yes, to what Ty was saying earlier, um, at some point, if, if you like, there's an all time performance against them, there's an all time three, like, it's at some point it's not luck or coincidence yeah. anymore. Yep. Yeah. It's, I mean, we saw with Kevin Durant, we saw with Jason Tatum last year, we saw with Kawhi in the Raptors during Bud's first year. Like I know we've gotten, I feel like basketball fans and just the state of NBA basketball teams play the, the same way. And things are valued the same over the course of the season. It, there's no like real I don't know. It's very homogenous of how teams play during the regular season. So when the playoffs come, it's this like whiplash effect of like one team's hot shooting, whether it's for four out of seven games, that's enough to win a series. And the Heat showed that. I know they didn't show that during the regular season or anything like that, but they rode their guys and they did it the right way. Like I, I, I didn't feel bad or like as a fan, you want to not like, <laughs> the opposing team that is dismantling uh, your favorite team. Jimmy Butler can talk all the shit that he wants because he just did it himself. And, like, I know they had some games with, like, Duncan Robinson. Kevin Love hit probably, what I don't even know what number. It was, like, 70% of his threes or something. Bam was one of the probably most prominent Heat players that just really, I felt like, didn't make a real imprint on this series. Oh, and Bam sucks. Yeah. And it was, like... That was the thing too. Be at the game and everything's just about feel. Like I, I, you're not looking at a boxer. You're just feeling like how it looks like. So when Giannis is going after Bam, time and time again, they they get the 16 point lead at the end of the third. It's like that's the way to do it. And then at some point in the fourth quarter, when they would get the ball on offense, I'm just like I, I, I don't think anything they are doing could generate a shot that I would be like, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a great one. And then there was another, you know, over. It felt there. like the Heat were playing, like, things came easy. Yep. Uh, you know, even Kevin Love shooting out of his brain and Gabe Vincent and, you know, just felt like the Bucks. everything was a little harder for them. Um, I got to get to some more voicemails, but one more thing I want to talk to you about, the comment with Giannis and everything. Yeah. I didn't see till just now that Mark Cuban, I saw yeah. him tweeting about, like, chat gpt earlier i didn't realize it was about eric name yep so he says uh headline seeking questions that also look good in a tweet are what sports media has devolved into how far away are we from sports writer gpt being a better source of post-game questions all eric name asked was is this season a failure 
which Giannis knew was coming. I guarantee it uh, because he knows Eric. And they asked that last year. And one question, Eric name is going to be the reason that sports writers are killed by artificial intelligence. Wow. Eric name. I was going to be Boston dynamics and their robots, but it was one little question from a kid from slinger. Yeah. Quite the legacy to where <laughs> I guess. Who are we uh, taking yeah. tonight? Draft. Oh, I don't know. I I feel like Goody's always up to something, and now with after There's a the lot Rod's of tight end uh... agenda. Yeah, it's a good class. Like there are good tight ends out there. Like I, I you guys, because very... you know who we're taking. What's that there mean? Is. He was. I think it's. He's probably calling for Miles Murphy. I'm guessing. Oh, okay. Defense first. That's that's how that's how it is. I feel like oh, big... and then uh, I'll ask you this too. Q wants to know who I'm rooting for in the East. The Knicks. Um, JSN. The Knicks. I'm rooting for. So the gosh. Knicks are going to win this. And I know I've been confident. Whatever. Knicks are going to win the series in five, maybe six. Uh, they're better than the Heat. And also, Tom Thibodeau, crazy-ass defensive-minded Tom Thibodeau, is not going to let Jimmy Butler not see a double team outside of 10 possessions. Like, Tom Thibodeau will prove in this series just how bad of a coach and how terrible of an approach Bud took in this series. He might call a timeout with 0.5 seconds left in regulation. Unbelievable. (laughs) Things are tied. I don't know. I kind of had a feeling about the Sixers. I don't. I don't know what it is. I think Embiid just he has been really good this year. I kind of. It's all dependent on Harden and if he can ever be a productive playoff performer for more than uh, I don't know two three games in a row. But I kind of. I don't know the Celtics. There's just something off with that team, and maybe it doesn't matter in the end. But. Even then, the Bucks just sneaking out of the playoffs <laughs> overshadowed the fact that that series is going to six games, and it's kind of befuddling to me. Yeah, pretty nuts. All right, uh, good to talk to you, man. Let's do it again in the coming weeks. Yes, definitely. All right, see you, bud. See you. Yeah, I guess the uh, uh, Hawks are still playing the Celtics. That game's tonight. We'll follow that one during a draft show. I'm thinking 8 o'clock is when I pop on. Unless, Well, even if the Packers trade up, I probably – Probably uh, 8 o'clock. I'll pop on. Paul Emmons is going to be here. Everybody's welcome to pop on. Uh, these two guys just popped on. Guys I wanted to reach out to anyway. Do want to finish up with some voicemails. Carl's Place. Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. Golf simulators. I'm. You guys want to see my draft setup tonight? I'll, uh, I'll do this for the video and give you a sneak peek at just how much of a basement I'm in. Tucker Carlson got 57 million views in his basement. So maybe uh, maybe he's following my lead. So here's where the golf simulator could go. Just got that space. There's my keyboard, a bunch of shit, a kid's toy, my Sega props, a TV. That's not the TV I'll use. It's this one. That TV with the VCR, the same setup I had in my college dorm in Coat Hall in 2003. 
I tried to set up. I so I found a spare Direct TV box because I tried to set up an antenna, and I can't get Channel Twelve on an antenna. Every other Milwaukee channel I can get, but I can't get Channel Twelve on an antenna. Where are my gummies? Bedside. Bedside, my man. Uh, all right, couple more voicemails. This one does not have a name to it. Go heat, bitch. Okay, that was sent. Uh, that was called in at four twenty-three a.m. Wow. Go heat, bitch. Uh, that would be a drop once I figure out how to use drops. Here's John and Franklin. He might get cut off here. John and Franklin. Uh, good morning, John and Franklin. Jumping on here after the inexplicable loss to the Heat by the Bucks. Just another awful conclusion to a season for one of our beloved professional sports teams. Some ways you get used to it, just how it is. I've been doing this a long time. I thank God we got the championship we did. You know, I hope Giannis can lead us to another one somehow. There's going to be a lot of change that happens before that goes down. I uh, Some comments about you, Bart. I appreciate you. you <laughs> there's a fine line between bravery and stupidity. I love the way you got on. I, I love the with your podcast while the game was still going on. Nobody will ever say you're not real, man, and I and I appreciate that because I believe the same way you did, you do, and I have for a long time because I, I grew up with these teams. I love them. I live and die with them, as you can tell by some of my comments. I uh, I'm I'm going to leave other people to talk about who's going to get fired. The specifics to the game that are lost. Not that I think they would have mattered in the end of in the, the end of the series. After Holiday missed that first free throw when we were up two and he had a chance to make it a two-possession game, he missed that first free throw. There's two and a half seconds left. You missed that second free throw. You don't make it. You don't give them a timeout. You don't give them a chance to do what they did. You make them go the length of the court and heave up a half-court shot. That's what you do. I mean, some of this stuff is just so obvious. And I know it's obvious after it happened, but I texted that to my son as soon as he missed the free throw, it, it was just so obvious to me. You, you, you just, just the way the feel of the game was going. You know, the Bucks with their collapses in the last two, you know, ends of the game, second halves, uh, just a just a horrible fourth quarter. Um, I don't know. I, I I mean, did the Bucks expect the Heat to go away? I mean, they weren't going away. And it's to their credit, and we can hate Jimmy Butler all we want. But the fact of the matter is, they hung tough. And, yeah, they were undermanned, injury-wise and skill-wise. But they hung tough, and they, they, they had the, the blueprint for how you win a game you're not supposed to win. You just keep it kind of close. You make a couple shots when you absolutely have to have them. And the other team does what the Bucks did. And, it, it, you know, the, the not wanting... Like, the moment was too big for some of these guys. I mean, I just don't... 
I, they weren't what we thought they were. And it's hard to say that after they won a championship, but what has changed? That they just don't have the toughness that they had. And is it one player? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, reached the threshold. Uh, got Duggan Racine, 402-915-BART. Hey, Bart. It's Doug here. Um, don't know what to say. Just say unbelievable. You know, I called in before when the, I said, I can't believe the Hawks beat the Heat so that we got the Heat and the Celtics got the Hawks. Well, I hope the Hawks come back and beat the I hate the Celtics. And uh, I just didn't have a good feeling at all when the Heat lost. I'm wondering if it's a little bit of a genius Pat Riley saying, let's lose and play the Bucks because we match up better against the Bucks." I'm just throwing this conspiracy theory out there, but damn, I don't know, man. Just, it hurts. It's going to hurt for a while. It really hurts. Dang. I don't know what to say, Bart, <laughs> but uh, tell. it's a long ways to Packers because, you know, I'm not much of a Brewer fan. I hope the Brewers do well. I always hope for Wisconsin teams, but dang, Bart, this <laughs> Doggy. really hurts. Dougie, you're right, bud. All right. Uh, I did just see this across the timeline. You know, it's been a couple of off seasons since we've been able to get this fired up. I've got a video of Brian Windhorse talking about Giannis's contract situation. Well, they were facing a very difficult situation this summer, even if they had won the title, because they have, as Zach mentioned, they have guys in their 30s who, are, who need to get paid, and they have Giannis, who's in his 20s, who has a contract extension situation. I think it is unlikely that Giannis extends his contract this summer. He does have two years left, but with everything that's going on with the team and considering that there is new ownership, that makes it very difficult. And the Bucks are headed into the repeater tax. This is what happens to teams that are contenders. I don't know. I'm not that interested in that, actually. Sorry, guys. Plus, isn't the whole reason that Jimmy Haslam's the owner so he can pump more money into here? Although he's probably going to be like, whoa, 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 what the fuck? I think that is an interesting wrinkle. You got the super rich evil villain who can't win with his team, comes here, tries to buy his way into a championship, and then it doesn't go down. I uh, got some other voicemails. I think they're pre-game. And so uh, here's one from Matt in the Falls. Oh, Matt Bush is off the roster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was fun. All right. Uh, so... I think I've got most of the Bucks stuff out of my system, at least the stuff that I need to get out there today. Uh, I'm going to put a, a ceasefire with Marquette. As long as your stoolies don't come after me, I won't come after you. Look, it was an army. I was not prepared to, to take on a Marquette army today, and uh, I was not expecting that. So I'm bowing out. I'm, I'm, I'm backing out. I can't handle it. I don't want it. I'm not, I don't care that much about you to fight you constantly and have n- – Mickey McNutt in my mentions or whoever the fuck these people are. I don't care. 
Giannis said some cool things at the presser. Good perspective. That would be nice to hear at the end of your career rather than 30 minutes after you got embarrassed by the heat. Uh, Eric Name just asked a question. Mark Cuban wants robots to do interviews. And I'm surprised that uh, anyone is here after how I thought I was bombed last night. I guess I, the only, the only thing that I would take back, I guess I ripped on Doug Russell. I remember that. I, that's the one thing I wanted to do. Hi, Doug. I just think you don't know how like Ted talks work. And the thing you said about the A's leaving is fine because the Bay Area has the Giants. My friend Bill Michaels used to always say, do you ever think before you hit enter? I would relay that to you. I gave myself strike three for Becky Hammond. Oh, I knew, I knew to be on a strike system. All right, so Packers draft tonight, the NFL draft at 7. I'll be here hanging out with Paul Emig. Uh, we're just going to kind of have a hangout. And then once the Packers draft, that'll be the show. So if you if you like don't care about this, like it's the NFL draft. You're not going to watch. You'll, you'll get me tomorrow. The podcast will be once I start, once the Packers pick. That's where the pod will be. But we'll also be alive just on YouTube, essentially hanging out as friends. So there'll be a different like cadence to it. If I don't know who I'm explaining this to, but I am. Uh, all right. We will see you later. Thanks for jumping on. Um, would love to jump on more in the afternoon. I just got to have a reason to. I'm not, I ain't talking brewers all May. Bye, guys. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.